Well, it's Friday night in the year 1980. You're sitting down and watching one of your most favorite shows, The Dukes of Hazard. Why? Not because of its great background and what it stood for, Moonshine Runners. No, you're watching it because of that 1969 Dodge Charger and its famous jumps, crashes, and getaways from the police. Yes, the Dukes of Hazard basically put the Dodge Charger at the forefront of the automotive world. Even though the car, by the time the show came out in 1979, was over a decade old, it was still desired and still wanted by tons and tons of people. And with his original Hemi engine and the Charger Daytona setting records in NASCAR, the Charger became an infamous muscle car of the ages. And then the 80s happened. And again, the 2000s happened. That is where we're going today as we take a look back at the Dodge Charger and what went wrong. Autoworks.net Autopod streaming day or night coming right at you right here right now. Welcome back to Autolux. I am your host as always the doctor to the automotive industry Mr. Everett J himself coming to you from our Podbeam host site and over at www.autolux.net big or small we have them all car companies from around the world on our corporate websites page and our podcasts all of them inclusive of some that aren't available on Podbeam at www.autolux.net this is the Autolux podcast and today we're taking a look at the Charger. What happened? Seriously, what happened to this once great product? First showcased to us as a concept in 1964, the same year the Mustang came out, the Charger was revealed to the world. It wouldn't appear at showroom floors until 1966 as a fastback model, but the Charger was here in its original First generation of 1966 to 67 design, it showed us that fastbacks and muscle cars were here from Chrysler Corporation. Now, it was not a game changer, the original design, the original 66 to 67 Charger, because it was built off the Chrysler B platform, which underpinned the Coronet. Now, it utilized parts from the Coronet to help spawn it and give it some life as its own standalone muscle car. Similar to how the Falcon gave birth to the Mustang, Dodge was trying to emulate this with the Charger nameplate. Now, changes for 1968 model year made it one of the most memorable muscle cars of all time. 1968 to the 1970 Dodge Charger. Most memorable. And as we sit in our intro, this spawned the 69 Chargers, which were utilized in the Dukes of Hazard show. These are immortalized in the Fast and the Furious franchise. The Charger has become the main muscle car that everyone wants. The Mustang may have been the only muscle car to have ever existed from the beginning of the muscle car era in the 60s, but the Charger reigns king as the dominant muscle car of that era. But unfortunately today, it does not. Why? Well, from 68 to 70, it was big. It was powerful. It was rebuilt in 1970 as the Charger Daytona to go into NASCAR, hitting speeds above 200 miles an hour. It was used to prove how fast their Hemi engines could go in 1971, clocking in at 271 miles per hour. That Charger broke records, and it also broke the barrier. It showed General Motors and Ford how to dominate NASCAR. It became one of the most famous rides of Richard Petty, of his blue number 43 Dodge Charger Daytona Superbird, which everybody knows as the king from the Cars movie. It was the vehicle you wanted. It was also utilized 
utilized as a product in the movie Christine. Yes, we all know that Plymouth Fury is Christine, whereas the best friend of Christine's owner owned a 69 Charger RT. Thus again, showing us how cool and powerful that original Charger was. Now, 1971 to 74, the third generation came out. It was powerful. It was fun. It replaced the Coronet in the full lineup. It had many variations of models to choose from, and its base model was too much of a grandma car. Yes, 71 to 74. It starts to look like just a regular beast. Now, if you go to Australia and you check out the Dodge Valiant Charger with the same 360 Hemis, now that was a muscle car. North American counterpart wasn't as good. The 71 Charger RT from Brazil was pretty good, but it kind of gave off the same vibe as the Dodge Dart Swinger. Moving in to our fourth generation, and this is where everything starts to go wrong. 1975 to 1978. Now, we all know this is around the time that the Mustang 2 came out, and Ford basically destroyed the image of the Mustang. Dodge did this with the Charger as well. The gas crisis eventually put the last nail coffin for Chrysler, as it nearly put Chrysler on the verge of bankruptcy. The 75 to 78 Charger was more of a luxury coupe. The Magnum counterpart to the Charger was more of a muscle car than the Charger and the Daytona versions were the only way that model ever had any coolness to it. Now it still just looked like a Magnum with round headlights, but it was your grandma's Charger. The balls deep Chargers of 1968 to 1970 were now gone. The gas crisis was kicking in, so the Charger would move to a smaller platform if it ever returned. Dying out in 1978 and going through bankruptcy, Chrysler knew that the Charger nameplate had potential. And with Lee Iacocca taking the helm and bringing the K car in the minivan to Chrysler and Dodge, he thought, why the hell not bring back the Charger nameplate? He decided to build it again. And from 1982 to 1987, the fifth generation came to us. Yes, the 80s had a Charger and Challenger model. The Charger was a K car, the Challenger was a Mitsubishi. These are well forgotten models that everybody needs to forget about, whereas its follow up, the Daytona was more of a fun car. The Charger was supposed to be a performance car, a muscle car, but unfortunately the Camaro and Mustang, the second generation Fox platform Mustang and the 5.0 became the synonymous muscle car of the 80s. Vanilla Ice even talked about it. Okay, he's gonna hop in his 5.0, drop the top and go for a cruise. Everybody wanted a five liter convertible Mustang. And if you didn't want that, you wanted a T-top Firebird from Pontiac because you wanted kit, you wanted Night Rider kit car. And if you weren't into that, you were into the T-top IROC Z28 Camaros. The Charger, on the other hand, did have the Shelby backing. Oh yeah, it was turbocharged. It was fast. It was, it was, it wasn't a Charger. I'm sorry. It was not a Charger. Nothing about it made it a Charger. It was a K car. It was a fastback design. And an awkward design it used turbocharging to gain extra power and never once had a V8. We get it. The gas crisis came through and V8s weren't big money. But at this point in time, the Grand Wagoneer was still being sold by Chrysler Corporation with its big block V8. And the Charger wasn't. It was a coupe version 
version of the K car. We were glad when it disappeared and was replaced by the Dodge Daytona in the 80s. And throughout the 80s and into the 90s, Dodge decided to bring back that power. But this time, they brought it back in the form of a Shelby Cobra, the Dodge Viper, not the Charger. The Charger name wasn't utilized ever again until 1999. In Detroit, we saw the Dodge Charger RT concept. It had lines similar to the 1960s models, but it had one thing that all Charger people despise, even to this day. If you're a purebred Charger fan, you like Chargers from 68 to 70. That is it. Four years of great products. Hell, from 71 to 74, you might consider those Chargers to be decent. But after 74, the Charger nameplate does not exist in your vocabulary. And in 1999, the Charger concept from Detroit put four doors on the king of the muscle car. We get it. The Ford Mustang has four doors in Australia. The Ford Falcon is essentially a four-door version of the Mustang. But it is just that. It is a Ford Falcon, not a four-door Mustang. Today, we have a four-door Mustang. We have the Mustang Mach-E, which, like we talked about in our other podcast, the rise of the Mustang Mach-E, it is changes for the future. And in 99, Chrysler thought a change for the future for the Charger nameplate would be to add four doors. Four doors to the big boat beast of the 60s. We all thought it was a joke. We never thought they would do it, but they did. And by 2006, the Charger was back in full force. And in 2006, we saw it. It was finally brought out using the Dodge Super 8 Hemi concept from 2001. The sedan was utilizing a Charger name. Yes, a sedan. We said it. Sedan. Four doors. Sure, it brought back some great products. It brought back the Hemi. It brought back the Daytona name. It brought back RT to the Charger. Something that did not exist during the 80s. Hell, it even added an SRT badge. Outperforming anything else in the muscle car era. Even though this was four doors. The sedan was utilized due to profit margins. As coupe models in the early 2000s were starting to die out. Muscle cars were becoming big and retro names were going through the roof. The 300 was brought back. The PT Cruiser design proved that you can make money even off something that nobody likes. The Dodge thought, let's make the Charger again. They added a Hemi to a sedan. Hell, they added the Viper V10 engine to the Dodge Ram and then added four doors. It gave the Charger a new lease on life. But the people like myself, we still want a two-door. It did exist from 2006 when Dodge resurfaced in NASCAR, nearly winning their first race back. Of course, that was with an Intrepid. But the Charger, Charger, yes, it came back to NASCAR as well as a two-door version. Something people wanted. Something people demanded but Dodge wanted nothing to do with it they didn't want to bring it back three years later they finally answered our call they brought back a two-door version of the Charger platform for 2009 unfortunately it wasn't the Charger name that we wanted attached to it whereas West Coast Customs specially built a two-door version of the pre-existing 2006 Dodge Charger Chrysler Corporation decided to give us the Challenger nameplate again and in 2009 the Challenger came back to challenge the likes of the Camaro and the Mustang with the boom on the muscle color era coming back. We wouldn't really consider it a major boom 
considering the fact that only the Mustang, Camaro, and or Challenger were back. Sure, the Charger nameplate was there, but it was a sedan. The Impala SS was gone. The SS was soon to come out, but years away. And the Pontiac G8, well, it was its only fighter to the Charger. Dodge took its time. By 2011, just after releasing the new Challenger, Dodge decided to upgrade the front end of the new Charger. They gave it a whole brand new back end and upgraded the front. It still wasn't what we asked for. We still wanted that two-door demon of a muscle car from the 60s. It wasn't until 2015 that Chrysler finally got the point and stated to us, in its seventh generation, second design, it finally gave us a Charger worthy of the name. Yeah, we get it. The SRT Chargers from before gave us the power we wanted from the old Chargers, but they didn't give us the design we wanted from the old Chargers. The second design of of the seventh generation in 2015 finally gave us a charger worthy of the charger nameplate yes it was still a sedan but it was a, a sedan that looked a lot more like the original 69 chargers the brand new light profiles on the front end are almost hidden similar to the 69s adding in original charger colors and even creating scat packs this charger was becoming more like the original charger even if it had extra door handles dodge could have shaved the rear door handles on these to kind of give it the illusion that it was a coupe still a coupe version of the new charger from 2015 design would look amazing it would become more like the original charger we've seen many different variations of this people making two-door versions hell even using photoshop to create their own two-door versions of the charger hell when the new charger came out back in 2006 i myself through my customizing firm designed a two-door version of the charger similar to that of the 1969 that could be based off of the 2006. It was similarly done like how the Trans Am was made, rebuilding the front and rear clips but utilizing the same body. This is something that people want. We know there's not a market for a big brute of a coupe. Hell, the market for coupes is small and that's why we can only have the Challenger. You can buy clips to turn your Challenger into a Cuda from Mopar, but you can't buy high away lights for your charger to turn it into a 69 that would be something amazing the charger nameplate has essentially become like many others similar to that of the blazer dragged through the mud well even the new supra which is amazing with its power but unfortunately it still shares a lot of its components with bmw bringing these cars back because people demand them is great and even though there's more people in the world today than there was in the 80s 90s the market just isn't there for coupes and that answers the question is why didn't the charger come back as a two-door because a big burly muscle car like that would have had a big time trouble trying to make it in the world of today the mustang has even moved Moved down in size. Same with the Camaro. The Charger was too big to bring back. And if anything from the 80s proves to us that a big burly Charger is demanded to meet everything else, we're going to need a smaller version. And we just can't handle the small Charger that we got in the 80s. Doesn't matter that there was a Shelby version. We can't handle it. We need a big two-door brute. And unfortunately for that, you got to get the Challenger. They are the same platform, but the Challenger fits more with the muscle car era than the Charger. 
Charger. And even though it came out after the Charger, it fits more today with the muscle car wars than the Charger does. Yes, we all wish that someone in the Fast and Furious franchise would turn a 2020 Charger into a two-door for the movie to try and showcase what it could look like and utilize that to help build more in the coach build world. But unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And with that, the Dukes of Hazard is just something from its era. So when you look back and think about it, the Charger was one great product. Its concept was shown as Chrysler finally caught wind of the Mustang and decided to try and go after them before Chevrolet entered the market. The Charger was there almost from the beginning of the muscle car era and died out way too quick. The Challenger gave wind and took over for where the Charger had left off. And in today's world, the Challenger is the product that we need for the muscle car wars. The Charger nameplate is always going to be attached to a big, beautiful product. Whereas today, big, beautiful products are sedans, not coupes. And even though it is back with four doors, in some ways, we are kind of glad it's back. But in other ways, it really still is just an updated Intrepid. So if you like this podcast, please like, comment, or share below on our Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn pages. Or head over to Podbeam or www.autolux.net or many of our other other streaming sites for podcasts and share this with your friends tell them what you think of the new charger and if we should go back to the old charger and even ask people if they remember the chargers from the 80s because we certainly don't want to even though they had a shelby name attached to them we don't want to remember them so for myself and the whole autolux.net team strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that the charger is taking us on